Welcome back to another episode of Swinging at Shins. Today, we have Woodsy. Woodsy, how you doing? What's up, brother? Another uh, another day in uh, the married life paradise here. Um, mm. Quick story. Quick story. Yeah, um, I, I was waiting to tell you this one because uh, I think this is going to this, this is one of the weirder stories, I think, for someone that's that's newlywed here. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I got my ring. You know, we got, we got married a couple weeks ago. I got my ring. I'm washing my hands now. I've been doing a little bit of work in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been, I took out the drain. We're going to put a new drain in, and, um, you know, I'm washing my hands, and all of a sudden my ring comes off. Oh, no. And the drain is open, so that ring oh. comes off, and it, you know, bounces two, three times behind the behind the sink, and I was this close. Within a, a week and a half of losing my wedding ring. Oh, my God. Well, see, on the, on the good side, there is the the, the neck there, the no, no, it was, it was well, yeah. The neck of the the, the spout is what saved it, it. It ricocheted it the other way, but uh, I mean, even if it does fall down, you still have your trap. True, true. But I'm, as I'm always, you have a garbage. Do you have a garbage disposal? <laughs> no, no, that, that would be a problem. <laughs> that'd be a, yeah, that'd be an issue. Right? I don't think this house is so old. I don't think garbage disposals were invented yet when this house <laughs> was made. So, and then, we might be good in that sense. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, that was my, so I went and got a, a silicone, one of those silicone rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've seen those, but I, uh, buddy of mine, uh, and my, my brother-in-law have one. They're like, just go get one of those and get your ring resized. I was like, okay. And, um, so I go to the ring place. I go to, uh, Lily and David, by the way, great, uh, great shout out to them. Uh, but I'm going to get my ring refitted and they're like, uh, they're like, hey, so so unfortunately with the you know the type of metal you got for your ring, you're gonna have to you just get a new ring and you know we can't really resize it. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and then I realized I might have chipped the ring that they gave me the first oh, time. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool on my on the wedding day to do a little bit of a uh, uh, bar trick with the uh, the wedding band. Try to open up the. Oh, I opened your top. I opened plenty. I mean, think of it this way. The amount, of, the amount of beverages I consumed, it was pretty much done with almost every one of those. And then any other one I went up and got to at the bar, I was done with that too. So um, I don't I didn't, I don't remember not seeing maybe a chip or two at least in there. So, Well, you got um, yourself. Do you have to pay for a new ring now? or It was just uh, just shipping and insurance was like 60 oh. bucks, 70 bucks. That's not bad. It's not bad. No, that's perfect. But uh, yeah, I get a new, get a new ring out of it. So. Yep, and you chip the old one, and it's all fine and dandy. Right? That's what you do every week. Just somehow make your finger smaller and smaller. So well, listen, just, this thing is like two sizes too small. So if I take this thing off, I mean, I, I look like I, I've got a new tan line right there. It's like <laughs> pasty white. So, yeah, we'll see. There, by by uh, At this rate, I'll be getting one of those rings out of the little dispensers. Mm-hmm. That'll be the only ones that our ring pop will be fitting me there next. There you so. go. There you go. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we, we had some good football this weekend, brother. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And, uh, you know, we had the North London Derby, but we'll get to that. We'll definitely discuss about that. We'll uh, start with our, our rundown of the scores of match day six here. Um, surprising finish here. Nil-nil for Crystal Palace and Fulham. Uh, <laughs> I, wa- I watched this match, and I was like, who's going to score? Who's going to break this deadlock? And nothing <laughs> happened. And I was like, I guess I should have seen this coming. The best part of that game was seeing uh, Rodney Marsh in the stands. Yeah, um, the dappered man himself, uh, the man that that 
was easily the best dressed man in in the stadium uh, at Selhurst Park. Uh, if you don't know who Roddy Marsh is, uh, Man City legend, played with the Tampa Bay Rowdies, um, but they kept going to him in the in the during the game. I was like, is that how boring this game is? So I, I saw it on on Twitter. So I was like, all right, let me turn this game on, see how it is, and. Um, my dogs were playing a lot, and then all of a sudden, within five minutes, they were all passed out on the couch. <laughs> and I think it was when I turned that game on. So, I mean, I, I didn't understand that game, man. Neither team I thought was really impressive to me, which – No, they actually you know, punched their own weight, essentially. Yeah. They, nobody they really nobody went above and beyond in that match. They played down to each other's standards. I don't think either of them really pushed it, so no. – I, I um, it's just one of those duds you get throughout the season, right? Same way with the Luton Town Wolves match here. 1-1, one, one, it ended. Um, it was a little hysterical. It was intriguing. I mean, it was It had a red card in that match, which was deserved. That dude kicked a yeah. break in the – I would say, uh, though, I would here. go this far. I would say Lockyer deserved a red, too. Or at least he was yellow. holding him down. I don't think a red was deserved. At least the yellow. yellow was definitely deserved if yeah. that was given. But um, I don't I don't remember who it was who got the – um, uh, I think it was Belgar. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was one of the one of the few transfers I think Wolves actually brought in. <laughs> but uh, that match ended one one, and your boy Pedro Neto looked good, man. I said that last week, and Neto he looked good for me. Um, as long as he stays healthy, I think the Wolves will be okay. Not in this EFL Carabao Cup match right now. They're losing to Ipswich Town currently, or lost, but um, you can only do so much. On a quick turnaround like that, yeah. Uh, Man City two, Forest nil. Also a red card in that match. Rodri went bananas for no reason. <laughs> Which red card was worse? Uh, Rodri's because he tried to protest that he didn't get him around the throat, and he clearly like yes, one arm, one arm got his shoulder. Actually, so like one was around the neck, and then the other one was on his shoulder. And I was like, if he didn't have his one other hand where it was around the throat and it was pushed more on his chest, Rodri's fine. He's getting yellow. But yeah. it, one hand around the throat, done. Forget it, which should be. There could have been. I mean, the, that game, I uh, I actually recently watched it last night. And because um, I wanted to see – one, I wanted to see how the game materialized. I wanted to see City because City um, obviously play Arsenal in, in a, about a week or two. Yep. So I wanted to see – um, how both teams were looking because I obviously I watched North London Derby mm-hmm. and the physicality in that game was pretty darn good, especially yeah. from Nottingham Forest. I, I like the fight, I and mean, even though they, they went, they lost that game, they they got they were absolutely outclassed in the first half for sure. Um, but I, I thought they, they they showed some fight, literally and figuratively speaking. So, yeah. um, I thought that was one of the more interesting games after you know you watch it back a second time. That was it was a pretty fun watch. If from a neutral um, standpoint, definitely. I enjoy yeah. my, my watch with it. It's like, first off, it's who – how can Man City continue winning? And they, they're they handcuffed right now, so they still won that match. Down 10 men. Who can beat them? Yeah. Uh, Forrest continue to play hard no matter what. They're not last year's Forrest where they're soft and, you know, you're going to expect to just walk all over them unless you're at uh, race course ground. Um, yeah. at a totally different ballpark. But uh, both teams played hard. Forest is a team that's going to stay up this year for sure. Um, they'll be bottom half of the table, but I, there's there's promise with those that squad. Um, 
Some another team that showed a little more promise was Everton this week. I know you didn't really want to hear that at all, but yeah. they beat Brentford <laughs> away, uh, one to three. Everton. Uh, yeah. This match was weird. This match was weird because Everton opened up and didn't want, want anything to do with soccer. Yeah, they're just like I don't know how to play right now, but they also scored the first goal. And they scored, continue to score two more in the second half, and they baffled Brentford. It was a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of Sean Dyche ball um, per yes. se. A lot of set pieces, a lot of corners, yep. um, a lot of um, the, the things you expect from like the Burnley Dyche yes. teams from the yep. past. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that finally, they finally got it all and put put all the pieces together. Yep. Um, Ducore continues to score goals. Dude, I don't know. Uh, that means so much to his team. Again, I don't get how he's getting into these places. I mean, he's he's a leading goal scorer for Everton right now. I don't know. I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. Um, but he's he's looked fantastic. Um Tarkovsky, I think, is playing pretty pretty well uh for the Vintage. most part as well. Yeah, seriously. Um, so they they uh they might have turned the corner here, at least get a little bit of breathing room. Again, I think. I think Rhett said it, and I think you might have said it in the in one of the recent podcasts. These these three teams that came up are probably the worst three teams that have ever come up. That's wild uh, me in the real history. So. I thought um, Burnley and Sheffield United were going to do better than what they are right now. Which there's still an opportunity. We're only six matches in right now, so yeah, they could still turn it around. But you know, it, it for those. Three promoted teams, Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield United. It, it's not looking pretty great for them at the start this year. But no, it's not. And, and to be honest with you, I, I look at look at last year and a lot how the the table was so. Um, you know, you really only had two teams at the top. Everybody else was kind of jumbled in the middle. And and th- this year, it's I think it's going to separate itself a little bit more. You know, the oil vinegar yeah. type separation where you're going to have these. You're going to have four or five teams at the bottom that are, that are at the bottom. Yep. Those three, you know, teams that just came up for a promotion, they're going to be there. Yep. Um, so it's it's going to be a little bit, I think, um, I think it's going to be quieter at the bottom. I, I would not be surprised if there's possibly a team relegated by the new year. I mean, Luton Town. I said last week in a true false, they only get 14 points this year. <laughs> they got one. They've, 13 left. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of newly uh, promoted teams, Burnley faced United in a shocking one nil loss. <laughs> we everybody got that right, but the yeah. fact that it was only one nil and Burnley held it together for that long, kudos to them. Uh, but they did; they are catching a United who's kind of they're lazy. Of, they're lazy. A lot of yeah, they are. But I, I think there's a lot of frailties with that Burn, uh, Burnley team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's. If, can you pinpoint one strength, one thing they do really well every game? I don't think I can. Um, and their Kick their style ball. of play. What's that? Kick a long ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, That's about it. I mean, they're they're not even. I I don't recognize exactly what what companies teams are trying to to accomplish. Um, that what the, the the most impressive thing they did for me was was control possession. Yeah. Uh, against a team like United, that was that was really the only thing that that stood out to me the entire game. Other than that, I thought they were they were kind of they were second fiddle the whole way. Um. But I, I will say this: Kolyosho, kid can be a baller, um, but he's got to he, he needs he needs to get more service. I think, at least in my opinion, to to be what I think he's he's supposedly going to be. So 
not for otherwise her. i think that was a pretty easy game to predict right <laughs> yeah yeah not the score line but definitely the win That's definitely the win. win yeah another one we predicted everybody here uh liverpool west ham liverpool three yeah. west ham one um they it was a good game for most of the match there until liverpool you know decided to turn it on and was like yeah okay we know how to play and that pass that uh mcallister had to um nunez First off, I want to say the pass was beautiful. And second, I don't think he intended to pass it to Nunez. I, really? I seriously, no, seriously, because Nunez, yes, he had a lot of space, was never making a run. He didn't make the run. Sala, I didn't see that. Sala really? was making a run. And I think that it was a miscued hit by uh, McAllister, who then Nunez reacted well to and was able to get it a great piece of the ball and make um, it's going to be one of the uh, goal of the months. I don't know if it's going to be a winner, but it's it's going to be one of the goal of the month. It'll be a nomination. I, I I could see that being a nomination. Um, but I I think the um, the the way that that ball, I the way that their 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 connection's been very good. We've been noticing it the last couple of weeks. Um, the connection between the South American boys and LFC is is phenomenal right now. Um, <laughs> it, it is awesome. I mean, you watch watch what Luis Diaz is doing on the on the wing. Um, it looks like Nunez is really. It's starting to click, you know. He's you look at his goal ratio. I mean, he's he's averaging a goal, um, you know, almost every 140 minutes, which is yep. it, it's almost every other game, you know. So he's he's doing something. He's doing something pretty pretty decent. So mm-hmm. um, it's just a matter of time before it all clicks and we can you know start keeping goals out. Because what happens? It, clearly, if you look at any of our score lines this year, everything's three one. Yeah, and we're usually yeah. going down or being you know tied late in the first half at some point. So. Yep. Second half FC, I guess, is is what we're gonna take the rest of this year. There's there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I mean, as long as you take a points away from a team who's beating you or you know is out of you in the lead, points are points. Whether it's you take two from them or you take all three. So, what'd you think of uh, what'd you think of the the um, I'm sorry, what'd you think of the penalty shout uh, from the West Ham fans? I, I saw. I've been looking at some stuff online. Uh, it was McAllister, I think I'm Bowen. Um, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm biased. I mean, you can you can tell by the by the shirt. Um, I got to be honest, I don't remember that one. So I, I don't I think can't. it's a pen. I, I mean, yeah. I think he got the ball, but um, I've been seeing a lot of shouts online. I, I, I does he go through them? Kind of, but I think it's it's clear that he he you know anticipated. Um, the ball being where it was and got got there in time, even though we got a little bit of the guy. But yeah, I didn't see any protests. But I, I was just I, I was just checking on online before uh, before uh, we got on, and and that was one of the talking points. But hey, game game's over. <laughs> do you know? Three points. Do you know what minute that was? Uh, it was around the end of the first half. It was, uh, I think it was just before uh, Bowen's Bowen's header. By the way, that Bowen's that was header, nasty. Bowen's header might be the best goal that was actually in that game. Now that, that was that nasty. Game, that was that was sick. Little little uh, Ian Wrighty type header on that one. You know, a little Ian Wright to it. Yeah, right. Um, that was that was that was pretty nice. Uh, I'm not um, able to find it unfortunately, but we'll just move on from there. That's my loss, I guess. How about your team? How about your team? They, yeah. they got three points. Yeah, predicted that win too. <laughs> That's because they lost in Legia Warsaw. I was like, we need to. Uh, we need That's to why I, I didn't think they were going to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
one one nail victory for Villa away. Um, their first double over Chelsea away over ninety years. So good to break that little curse or get over that hump. Pretty sure um, that's a long time. Pretty, that is pretty, a pretty, uh, that is more than people's lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine being that guy who saw it ninety years ago. It was like, yeah, we finally <laughs> won against him twice away. Yeah, I, 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 I doubt he's he's uh, he's alive to see that one. You have to be like ten, or yeah, right, you know, like yeah, eight, ten, somewhere in that ballpark. That, got it. Got, I mean, he didn't watch it on TV, so he he'd have to have That's been true. there, likely. <laughs> you know. Plus, it was like I think it was 1932. So they were dealing with the Nazis back then, and all oh yeah, the stuff, priorities, so. priorities. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, another good win for Villa away. Finally, getting a shot at away. They were having problems. Um, what did you make of the red up. card? That was a red card. I'm going to be honest. Exactly. He didn't get enough of the ball. The studs were showing, and it was high on Luca Dean's shin. So yeah. those three right there, I think, are uh, a. It's enough for me to be a red card personally. I, I I thought it was a red from the get go. I thought easily red. Yeah. So I I don't think there weren't too many complaints from that anyway when Malo Gusto slid in like that. So yeah. Um, I thought the cheeky yellow was uh, Nicholas Jackson getting a yellow because <laughs> uh, he wouldn't move away from Emmy Martinez on a offsides kick, and now. Nicholas Jackson is out for a game because of that accumulation. He has four yellow cards for descent. Five, five, is it five now? Well, now I think it's five now. Five now? But so I knew he had quite a bit. <laughs> it's crazy. The guy needs to get his head screwed on. And you He's know what's little, even funnier? It's not like they're going to miss him. I mean, what's he done? What's I don't even know who they <laughs> I think he's put in one goal in five. He's done exactly what Ali has done. But he's, because he's on Chelsea, he looks a little bit more extravagant. That's all. I saw a uh, statistic uh, before we got on, on here. Um, Chelsea have less goals as a team than Erling Holland. Yes, I did see that too. <laughs> Come on now. A top six team. I will. Who had this for their bingo card? Sheffield nil and Newcastle eight. And the reason I bring this up is because Newcastle scored eight in that game. And Chelsea have not scored cumulatively eight. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> I didn't so, think about that. Newcastle's doing work in this one game. And that game, like, if you blinked, you missed a goal. Yeah. It was it was an incredible match for Newcastle. Unfortunately, Sheffield United, who I actually I watched this match just to see how much how much of an S show it was from the get-go. It wasn't. Sheffield actually looked good for the first 15, 20 minutes. And then it just downhill. Just they fell down a slippery slope and just could not get back up. It was brutal. Absolute self implosion, I think, was the uh, the term I heard a couple people uh, mention. They looked um, they looked very uh, down on themselves after the fourth goal. To be honest, the third goal when they came out in the second half, they were fine. Um, but that fourth goal just put them right down. Forget about it. They were never coming back. I think my my favorite thing I heard about that game was the um, uh, Paul Heckingbottom uh, after the game. The, the the manager for for Sheffield, you know, basically saying that this isn't going to be a uh, you know a, a a big point in their season. Um, 
I'm sorry, man. Eight mil is huge. I think I mean, that like, them. every time I talk, I think about Ralph, Ralph Hasenhutl, I think of him getting destroyed nine mil twice. Yeah. You know, like, come on now. That, that's the eight mil with eight different scores. I mean, that's kind of, that's insane. So, so that eight nil put them in the bottom of the table too. If they had yeah. just halved that, they would be sitting 19th or uh, 18th. I'm not sure how they would play the Luton Town match uh, because it would be also one point with eight negative eight goals. But because they lost eight nil, they're dead last because of that. And what I was going to ask you was, do we expect Paul Heckenbottom to get fired now because of this eight nil? Because of this one now, he'll, I mean, he'll. So the next eight nil, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, right now, I, I don't think that. I think it's I think it's almost too early for for Sheffield to make a change. You look at the last time; remember they had they had Chris Wilder there, and yeah. you know it was he lasted a little bit longer than I thought they would have did. So it seems like they want they've historically speaking they've waited longer to to fire managers and and, and get them out of the way. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think at this point you'd be who are you gonna get? You know, like who who are you gonna get? It, I know, there's, that's there's, fair. Who wants to take that job? It's not a job that that any, that you're really going to succeed in. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, unless they're looking for somebody, unless they have a you know a, a buttload of money that they're going to spend in January to actually make some signings that could affect no. the team, it's not going to happen. So it's a job. I, I think you got just kind of if, if you're a manager that's that's you know a free agent right now, you want to maybe stay away from that one. <laughs> I'm just going to gloss over this. Because we expected Brighton to win. They won 3 1 against Bournemouth. Bournemouth still looked pretty, you know, they looked decent for most of the match, too. But Brighton's just the better squad. And, yeah. you know, Bournemouth they, just can't buy a goal, man. That's that's what they need. They 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 can, they'll score a goal, but you know, they're only going to score one. They're not going to score more than one. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> if you go into that game thinking, oh, I can score two today, you're, you're going to win that game. You, yep. you're, you're just going to. All right, so we're going to move on to uh, the one we were actually more interested in, uh, most interested, is the North London Derby, which final ended 2-2 draw between Arsenal and Tottenham. Uh, yeah. What did you think of the match? <laughs> awesome match. I actually watched – I re-watched it. So I, I was I was at the bar um, and uh, enjoyed it there. A lot of, a lot of Gooners in, in yep. town that day. They came out for their for their uh, their Gooners. Um Great game. I love the back and forth games. It's those types of games. I don't care if it's a if it's a draw or it ends up being you know a, a somebody wins by two or three. I really don't care. I love back and forth. I love shootouts. Um, I actually thought, uh, I mean, Jorginho, dude. Like, I don't know what it is with these players. What Arsenal sees in Chelsea rejects, but the last two they bought have been absolute crap. Jorginho and Kai Havertz. I mean. Imagine wasting 80 million pounds in the last two years and still winning nothing because that's what they've done. And they've, and they've helped Chelsea out, you know, a team that needed, you know, with all this money that they're spending, you know, needed to, to, you know, have some financial fair play, regulatory looking, you know, sales out there. Mm -hmm. And Arsenal literally helped them with that. So if anything, I mean, they, they kind of shot themselves in the foot and, and, you know, help Chelsea out in, in the running there, but um, awful mistake by him. I thought uh, uh, Hunter Sung looked amazing. 
That's the he's, best match I've seen him play in a long – and I know he had a hat trick already this year, but that's the best match I've seen him have in a long time. Um, pushing him forward – Ange pushing him forward is probably one of the best things, and that's why we see more of um, them with an attacking play style yeah. than in past seasons. It gave him a second it's, life, did it not? They're pushing him agreed. They're pushing him more of an advanced forward position, him running through the channels or working off the left to the center. And I think that's what the whole Brennan Johnson signing was going to try to do is have a rotating uh center forward, you know, so your center backs are gonna be uncomfortable on who's who to play at that moment. Um, but the pace that Hunman's son has to be able to get a ball over the top or somebody uh, hitting a through ball through the channels is kind of a game changer for Spurs. And I think that's where a lot of the, the goals we see are coming from are Madison being able to find Sun, ma- making a darting run and, and beating the offsides trap. And with Kane last year, yeah, sure. You got a guy who scored 30 goals, right? But you, you also – with that have to play a slower play style and because he receives the ball so much deeper than, than son would. And, and that kind of slow play can hurt a team a little bit. And I mean, fast play can also hurt a team. Look at Leeds; They got, they got dropped down because one, they couldn't retain the ball and two, their defense was crap. But the thing with Spurs is their defense isn't that bad. Their midfield has actually Pretty solid, to be honest, with Saar, Undagi, and um, Basuma, and Madison. All four of those guys right there have been cooking pretty well. Just the the team is able to be more – they seem more youthful, and that's what I think is a lot of – a lot of fresh legs are coming through. So – and you kind of saw it with this match, and that the ability to be able to go back and forth and keep up with Arsenal was was kind of a a boon for them, essentially. So – I didn't predict a draw. I definitely still predicted Arsenal to win, like two to All one right. at least. But um, T- Tottenham, Tottenham kept up. They they did, and what what I um what what you actually just made me think of actually was the the recent managers that Spurs have had, Jose Mourinho, uh, Antonio Conte, um, his Butler, whoever the guy was that took over for him. The a lot of these guys like to um, enforce their own style of play on their team without really having the guys on the team that can play the style of play that they want. Yes. This is, this is what Postacoglu is doing right now is more so opening up his players to play, you know, the best part of their game. Yes. He moves Sun centrally a little bit. He, he's got, you know, Madison almost being that, that number, the number 10, just sitting right in behind perfect spot, yeah. you know, not dropping too deep. But but staying in behind that front line, you've got the um, uh, the the center backs being able to just move the ball out the back. Which you look at the the most recently the last couple of years with with uh, uh, Spurs, they their center backs been getting caught out a lot, yeah. and the guys have been uh, making errant passes that lead to goals. And which uh, almost happened this match too. Um, it, yeah, with the Romero. It? Romero, and there was another pass. I think it was Sar, maybe it was Undagi. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, made a terrible pass, and um, yeah, it was. Just, and it went back to the keeper almost. I remember it, that one. Yeah, yeah. I think Nakedia had a shot on on goal with that one, or yeah. Jesus. I'm not sure. And he had then, the side side netting. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one I'm thinking of. We're thinking of but the same one. Isn't it? it it's got to be nicer. I'm, I'm not a Spurs fan. I'll never claim to be one. I never want to be one. Um, but I, I do think that the this is this is the closest Spurs are going to get to having a manager like a Jurgen Klopp. I agree. Very uh, uh, forward thinking in the way he wants to play. Plays beautiful looking football on you know to the eyes. Um, wants to attack. Wants to be on the front foot. Um, but also is going to, um, you know, present your team with with the best capable football that the players on the field can play. Yep. And that's that's all you can ask of a manager that that knows his team, knows his players, instead of a guy that comes in and, and just wants to put, this is my style, this is the way we're playing, that's it, that's it, you know, whatever. This guy is, is um, he's showing that he's a top-class manager. He is. Yeah. He's showing that everything at, at Celtic wasn't a fluke. Um, and I, I got to give credit to, to Spurs for actually getting this one right. And, and um, they've, they've had quite a few man- – maybe not as many as Chelsea, but they've, they've had quite a few managers recently. And this, this is the one that I think they kind of, uh, you know, fits their personality, their type of club. Uh, who, who knows how long he stays there if he continues on this route. But sure. um, I'm just saying I think he's, he's, a, he's a, a darn good fit for that club. Now, I see you put here, do either teams present a uh, title challenge here? Um, I'm going to answer that question for you. I think no, not (laughs) this year. Um, I think for Spurs' case, I think they still need to fix up their defense. They're not quite there. Um, I think Romero's a good, solid piece, but I think they can be upgraded there. And I can't remember who they're else they're running with. Uh, I do actually have their lineup right here. Uh, they have Mickey Vandeveen playing in the middle. I, I, that's I'll not honest, true. I loved that. I, I well, I hated that that Liverpool didn't get Mickey Vandeveen. I think he's a, he's a very talented player. Still got to develop a little bit more. I thought it was maybe too soon for a bigger club to go after him. Mm-hmm. When Spurs made that move, I was surprised. Bro, um, I'm I a Wolfsburg was, fan, and I no, was a little I sore. A I'm a little sore that he went. And you're, I'm like, you're a uh, guy. huh? You're you're a Wolfsburg guy? Yeah. Yeah. I um so I, I'm not a big I, I just like watching Bundesliga football. Um Bundesliga Serie A, I don't really care that much for Spain. I think Spain's not when it comes to quality of football, I think that they're probably not a, when you go down to the lower part or the middle part of the the order there in, in the in the table, it's just not not great looking football. Agreed. Um I do like watching in the Bundesliga, I do like watching the way these uh, the coaches kind of set their teams up. It's more of a tactical game there, I think, mm-hmm. than than most. Um, Mickey Vandeven was a he's fast. He's very good defensively. Yep. Offers almost nothing uh, offensively, which you know I can I can I can get with. He's a defender. That's why he's a defender. You know. But if he's there for cover, it doesn't matter. He doesn't. He yeah. just needs to do catch the last guy. That's exactly. It. That's what he's, he's there for. He's a little bit like, and I I made the comparison because because you know Liverpool have a player that's almost like him, maybe a little bit slower. Um, and more, more well-rounded, I think, overall in skills, and that's Joe Gomez. Yeah. So that's why I, I thought, you know, maybe he'd wait another year or two, uh, maybe go to like a Dortmund or something like that, or a Leverkusen, and and go from there. Um, but that kid is a that kid's a stud player. Um, it surprised me so far the way he's played under under Postecoglou. Um, but overall, you're right. I do think they have a couple holes left. I don't think they're title challengers. Um, I think they definitely need maybe one more in midfield. Uh, definitely one more in defense. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they go after another fullback, um, especially with Sergi Reguilon going to 
uh, United. Yeah, United. And you always, I mean, you got to think with Richarlison still there, you still need goals, right? Sure. And, and obviously, you know, they're on good form right now, but eventually, you know, like in every season, everybody has a goal drought almost every season, unless you're City. Um, but any, everybody has a goal drought. Because he's just the last all year. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his might be an entire, uh, you know, two couple of two, three years now. Um, but I, I do think they're they're about two or three players short from being um, top three, top mm-hmm. four consistently. Yeah. Um, but Arsenal, I think, is they're close. I was going to I was going to circle back to Arsenal, too. Yeah, I think Arsenal close too. they're still I think they're one. I think they're one player away. I think they're, they're one player away. Where, I think they need say? to figure out. I think they need need to figure out who can replace Vieira because so I don't think he's quite the guy. I think he's a good uh, off the bench piece, and I think they need a striker. I know Rhett would be like, but Jesus does a bunch of stuff, and yes, yeah. that's true. Jesus does do a bunch of stuff. In fact, he almost pickpocketed. He did pickpocket James Madison because he was being very careless at the eighteen yard line, eighteen yard box. And he did have a shot, wasn't on goal, but did who who's a player that would be able to replace Jesus? And I've heard rumors that Ivan Tony could be that guy. Now, yeah. if Ivan Tony goes there and they pay, I, I'm going to assume upward to 80 million for Ivan Tony. I've heard 60, but that's going to be BS. <laughs> I think he's an 80 million dollar striker personally. He does a bunch of stuff that that Jesus does but better, more he's, refined. He'd be a consistent 20, 25 goal scorer in the Prem. Yes. In that, in that squad. Uh, he already, he's already proven that he yeah. got eight. Uh, was it 23 or something that like that last season? Last year. Yeah. So like he can clearly ball with any premier league team. If you can ball with Brentford. So yeah. I think a striker that, that could continually score press, he, he's going to take free kicks. He's going to be your, your PK guy. Uh, and, and he's going to run through the channels. He's going to do all the things you want. He's going to set up other players for goals as well. And I guess also I forgot that. Um, oh, my gosh. I just his name. Uh, Martinelli was out for this match, too, with yeah. the hamstring injury. And Trossard. Trossard's yeah. out, too. So they were a little light in the attacking front here. Uh, but I still think see. two players. I think two players away and. Arsenal I, I do every I, season for number one, two. I think it's maybe one, one and a half, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> the half player, the ball boy. Player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just going to go get like a really short guy and just. Uh, well, that was like Santi Casorla. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they sold a half. They need to bring the half back in. So I, no, I, I think you're, I think you're right. Maybe, maybe it's closer to two. Uh, but but you did mention the team I, w- I really wanted to talk about because they've been looking like a shambles the last couple of weeks, and that's Brentford. No, obviously no Ivan Tony, battered by Everton, which I thought I'd never say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> regarding any team in the league this year, at home um, too, they let were, alone they Brentford, who's normally defensively good. Yeah. Um, but they they don't look like themselves. Mm-mm. Um, not at all. And and if if you're gonna play Brentford, probably now is the time to play them because they. They clearly are a little bit jumbled defensively, which I never thought I'd say about a Thomas Frank team, you know? Right. Um, and it's consistent now. It seems like it's consistent. Yeah, it's the last um, – they haven't won since Fulham back in August 2019. 
They have drawn against Crystal Palace. They drew to Newport in the EFL Cup, and I believe they won that one. Um, that would have been today, right? Uh, I don't know if it's today or tomorrow. Well, it's either day. I don't know if Brentford play today or tomorrow. That's right. Trying okay. to get Actually, I do know it's tomorrow. They play Arsenal. So that's the perfect time they should play. The Moose um, Cup, the Carabao. Did you ever have that stuff? Carabao? No, I've yeah. never had Carabao. Never had it? No. I had one last year. My buddy Steve Ross got me one. He, uh, he one of the Liverpool fans. We were, it, was a, it was two years ago. And uh, it comes in – I'm not even joking. The cans are like this big. Okay? What? So, yeah. No, it's well, it's really like a five-hour energy, essentially. It's it's a little bit bigger than that. Yeah. It's like a – I mean, what is it? Like a – it's like a seven – ounce. it's like seven, eight ounces. It's yeah. small. And, and so, like, it's – you think it's kind of – you know, you open it and it smells kind of like uh, – it smells a little bit like a Red Bull, hmm. but it, it's got an absolutely horrendous taste. Oh, um, it's bad. Well, it's, it's a horrendous really trophy. Bad. So, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you dared me to drink it out of like the, the, the Carabao Cup trophy, the EFL trophy, <laughs> I would not. I would not. I would rather I would rather just say I never won that trophy. Coach, you're gonna have to fire me. Fire me something. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not drinking it. <laughs> I ain't drinking that. It's bad. So, Brentford have also drew against Bournemouth, who actually scored two goals in that. So there's that. Um, that was a late, a late goal. And Bono's goal in that one was like 90, uh, 90 plus, I think, was the the goal for him. Bomo. He uh, remember that turn? He had a little turn. Yes. Half turn off the uh, off the, the that long pass. Ninety third minute. Ninety third. Yeah, yes. I knew it was only, that was that was one of the better games I think I've watched this year. Uh, very, Brentford very, do uh, put up fun games, except for this last five, where they yeah. also lost against Newcastle with the pen against Anthony Gordon. Yeah, on, on Anthony Gordon, and I'll I don't think that was a pen. I think he milked that one. And I was talking to Red about that one. Uh, they Jamie Carragher did a an interview with Thomas Frank, and he had said um, Thomas Frank. Mm, that's not true. Carragher was like, they were leading up to the point of the pen. And then Carragher's all right, let's address the elephant in the room. And it was the pen. And Thomas Frank, very humble dude. I mean, I, honestly, if I didn't have uh, Unai Emery, Avila didn't have Unai Emery as a head coach, I would like Thomas Frank. He's a very articulate man. Um, he's very tactical. He's a very good head coach. Um, yeah. Was He was saying, like, I didn't think it was a pen is what he was saying. Not verbatim. But he also understands why Gordon did it. And he would understand yeah. that his players would also have done the same thing. So he knows that the venom bit him this time, but it could also help him next time kind of deal. So there, there's that. And then they lead to here. So they haven't won a match in a while. And they've only picked up two in the last five. How many points do they have right now? Is it five or six? I will tell you in a moment when I click on the table. It is six. They are sitting six. Or they have six points sitting 13th. And they have a zero goal differential. There, how many up are they on the relegation? It's got to be at least four, right? Three, they four? are up by five because. Five. Oh yeah. The bottom three only have one point. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, I wouldn't panic yet if I'm them. No. Obviously, the big the big thing right now is is um, can you? When Ivan Tony comes back, is he actually going to play for you? If he's going to play for you, that's good. If he's not, I mean, you got to cash in, and then you got to you you got to have guys lined up. You can't not have guys lined up right now. Immediately, yes, they got to be ready. Whoever it is, I mean, 
they do have injuries. They have, they have some injuries that are pretty pivotal. Kevin Shada is a big one. Yeah, um, he, he got that knock uh, just before the match. And, uh, yeah, they that kid start is, Keen that Potter. Stuck. He is a darn good player. He's very quick. German international, <laughs> came from Freiburg last year. Yeah. Um, very, very, very good player. Uh, young player. And he's still he's he's still learning the game. That's the thing you got to realize about a lot of the young players at Brentford and Brighton and, and um, you know, even Aston Villa with John, John Durant. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the guys that they're bringing in are still learning. They're young enough. They're learning the game. They have physicalities um, so of it. The, exactly. long, the stretches and the, of it. The yeah. knowledge of what to do. It's not there yet. So, um, and if you want anybody that's going to help you out and, and, and to learn that, Thomas Frank is probably one of the top guys on your list. Yep. Um, he's easily top five, top ten. So, it's, it's, it's not a bad situation they're in right now yet. Could it get worse? Absolutely. If, if they continue to lose, I mean, they, they don't have a, an easy road ahead. They've got um, – I think they've got – is it United this weekend? So they have Forest and then United, and then, then it's international break, and then it's Burnley, Chelsea, West Ham, and Liverpool. Those are the next uh, wow. eight Maybe matches. Maybe I'm going ahead of myself there. Three, four, five, six, I knew we six know, matches. Yeah, Liverpool's got them. Pretty, pretty. I know. Oh, that's Liverpool's got them right before we play Man City. Great. We'll yeah. be, be informed by then. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think there's you're the panic. You're hovering over the panic button. Yeah, but you're not like smashing it either because <laughs> there's still goal scorers there. What is I it? Think, You've like opened the the glass door yeah, to the panic sure. button. <laughs> that's it, right there. And I think they're a little bitten by. I don't think they realized how good David Rayo was. And I totally like, obviously they do because they're the optional buy is still significant, but Mark Flecken is having a hard time. Like he's a very good distributor of the ball. He can distribute it like the best. His problem. If you stack the box, he's kind of like Bertrand Leno on set pieces. If you stack the box, he cannot fight his way out of a crowd. Let me ask you this: If you're if you're Brighton or excuse me, if you're Brentford, you still have this. You know, Mark Flecken still is not looking good around January. Do you go for Aaron Ramsdale? Oh, that's an interesting take. Loan him for half a season. He's clearly not the number one anymore. I I think so. I think it's clear that that he is. Obviously I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be possible for them to get Ramsdale because I think they're still gonna want to use him just in case um, Raya does get injured or. Um, cup ties and stuff like that. Keep them True. for that yeah. too, so Raya doesn't get uh, bogged down with all that. So I, I don't think that'll happen, but I think they there's a possibility they could go out and get um, another goalkeeper or loan in a goalkeeper and see what happens. Uh, but right now, I I don't know. Thomas Frank's probably going to sort it out. Yeah, and uh, the Brentford fans, Brentford fans shouldn't be too nervous even even in the uh not fixtures here the table really sixth if you get a win and everybody else settles as a loss you're gonna pony up to ninth yeah so it's not like the end of the world either they're not they're not sitting with one win or three draws whatever uh Bournemouth have so there there is progress to this team they're just injuries new goalkeeper um, Ivan Tony isn't there for them to play the ball off of each other with because the, there was a lot of chemistry between uh, Mbuemo and 
Ivan Tony and Wisa and all those guys were very much uh, a very good attacking unit for yeah. Brentford. And uh, just Ivan Tony, we knew it was going to be a problem them not being there because Wisa and Mbomo are kind of the same person. They're very much darting, always trying to break the back line. Um, they can score goals, but they're not going to outmuscle you as much as Ivan Tony will, or they won't get you headers, or they won't uh, as often get free kicks, free kick goals, you know, stuff like the set set piece goals. So they're they're kind of almost becoming a little bit one dimensional, maybe, in the sense that their attacking play has to come through Mbwemo or Wisa. And I would even throw in there that their their midfield hasn't um, <laughs> they haven't necessarily wowed anybody in my opinion. I agree with that too. They're um, almost invisible in a lot of games. And I Matthias think Jensen, able to run through them. I think Matthias Jensen's the only guy who's really um, yeah. been any sort of highlight in that in that midfield. Christian Norgard is a decent um, you know a, def- a ball winning midfielder kind of guy and Onyeka's there. I mean they just it makes you realize how much Christian Eriksen actually brought to that team a couple okay. years back. No, seriously though, like that was a really good free signing for them. Like even though that he wasn't quite up to speed, he still like brought knowledge. He was a threat to move ping the ball around and drop deep and uh, be able to bring bring together the defense midfield and and the attacking front. So it's it's kind of I think that's what they're missing. It's almost dysfunctional. Like each unit is working separately, not together. They're not yeah. a cohesive right now, cohesive unit. So um I don't know. I'm sure Frank will get his get his team working on one page and and it'll they'll sort themselves out. So I, I don't I don't I don't think fans will fans will be all right. But uh you know who isn't all right <laughs> is people who don't like and subscribe to our page. They're at, I fit it in there somehow. <laughs> like, subscribe, please. We love it. If you guys comment, we love it. Uh, we are all about fan engagement and everything. So, you know, join the page, listen to us, give us five stars. Well, I mean, give us whatever you feel like. No, I give mean, us five. I like no, five stars. Yeah, give us five. I want five. I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little bit, I'm not as pushy, but you know. Listen, the, if we're gonna like rate ourselves as you know, like <laughs> like they do on like Fat Mob and Sofa Score, all those things and that stuff. Listen, we are each of us are always tens out of tens every week, man. I might have a stinker, and my stinker is usually like a nine out of nine, nine and a half. <laughs> so I just want to. I'm I'm just saying. I, I give I give top uh, you know top performances every week. You know, I go out of the way for my managers, you guys. And, um, you know, I make sure I provide for the for the team, for the squad. You know who doesn't provide for his team and squad? Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho, yeah. What a bummer situation that guy is in. I mean, the guy was top class. I mean, they paid $90 million or something like that. It was a 75 or – either way, you paid a bunch crazy. of money for him. And he was extremely good at – uh, Borussia had a very good time there. Then he just hit a rough patch, got injured. Now he's isolated out of – he's literally not even allowed to have meals with the first team squad. 
That is how bad this situation has gotten. Will the will the adult in the room at Manchester United please stand up? Because they're, they're there's not there. one over there right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a brutal. single one. I don't get what this. I I don't understand why nobody is budging. Like I understand Sancho personally. I don't think he should he should hold his ground. I don't think he's done anything wrong. I think so too. Actually, <laughs> what like what more I do you agree. want him to do? Like, do you want him to kiss your feet too while you're at it? Like, I, he didn't apologize, which is what Ten Hag wanted. But let's be an adult, Heisenberg. Come on. It's it's one of those situations where it, it, the only way it can possibly get get better is if one of those guys leaves. And yeah. uh, you know, if we're if we're going off a off a history here with Manchester United recently, when it comes with with spats with managers and players um more recently it's the manager that leaves <laughs> that gets fired mm-hmm. sacked you know it's uh i don't know if that's true because Christian cristiano ronaldo bounced when was was 10 high was 10 um, so but i, I mean I, look at all these signings that were brought in harry Maguire. poop poop he's pretty bad yeah uh anthony has not shown the capability he has in ix Mason Mount so far, I'll be honest with you, Mason Mount might be the bust of the year. I know he had Invisible. a great game today. He had a great game today and he's been injured a little bit, but yeah. that's a lot of money to, to, to hash out for a guy that, that really isn't that quality. I, I mean, they probably spent at least a good 30, 40 million on, on uh, extra on him mm-hmm. just because he's English. Um, yeah. I, I don't know where exactly the, the leadership is in the, at this club. You don't have a captain that shows leadership. Sorry, but Bruno Fernandez and and, and uh, uh, Maguire are not legitimate captains in my book. They're not. There's there hasn't been one game where I've where I've seen Bruno Fernandez that he's not whining about something, where he's not diving, uh, he's not uh, you know he's shoving referees uh, and getting away with it because he's you know a Manchester United player. Yep. And um, you know he's it's not they, there's not anybody there that that I think can take the reins of a big club. And I don't think it, it's necessarily um, the managers or the managers, excuse me. It's not necessarily the ownership's fault when they bring in these managers that are supposed to be, you know, bring in the players that they think fit their system. They're, they're giving them the amount of monies that they money that they can use to enhance the squad and build the squad, and make them deeper and stronger. And uh, every single time they bring these guys in for the, for this amount of money. And they remember, all these guys, when they bring them in, the stats are great elsewhere. Yep. Stats are great. True. Even Harry Maguire. But when they get into this this club and, and, and these managers, they, they can't put anything together. And I, I just wonder if it's more so that they don't have a department in that club that actually has any say over the manager. Because mm-hmm. if you go by statistic-wise, the guys that they're passing up on are <laughs> are the ones that they you want to go go for. So if I'm a if I'm a rival. <laughs> hey, Manchester United doesn't want you. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I want you. I want I'm you. all You're for probably you. Good. They'll probably pay for a cut price too, because <laughs> you know United would drive up the price and then piss off the player or the other squad or the other, um, you know, the other club. And then, well, now you left us high and dry. Let's go to move on to another club and screw United over. So. It's in, I would say if there's an order that the way it goes, because you know a lot of the the United fans from what I know blame everybody at the top, right? That starts at the top for them. 
Glazers, which, for sure. In a, in a lot of cases, I get that. I get that. In this case, the Glazers have actually been been providing a lot of money and, and providing funds for the manager. Sure. So if, if I'm going to put blame on it, I mean, my blame is going from, and it's actually the opposite direction. I'm starting with the players. The players are the the most at fault. Um, you bring these guys in with all these expectations and the skill they skill set that they have when they come in, mm-hmm. and they're failing at a monumental level. Next, I go to the manager for for uh, for bringing these guys in. Um, you know, not being able to really work out a system that benefits every single player on the pitch the way you know we just talked about Andrew Postecoglou. Mm-hmm. So, I. I I don't think the Glazers are as much at fault this time. If you had asked me two years ago, they absolutely sure. were. Yeah. But but now, I mean, what does what what else can Ten Hag spend? I mean, he's he's spent every every dollar that the club has given him, and you know they 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 say, oh, we want to update the stadium, we want to update the training ground, we want to do this, we want to do that with yeah. all the money we got, and your manager is is still being like, well, you know, all these guys I'm buying. The club still stinks, you know. We're we're still crap. We're still, you know, below below eighth, ninth in the table, whatever it is right now. So it's just one of those situations where it's like that you know, Spider-Man meme where they're all just pointing at each other. Pointing at each other. It's what yeah. it is. That's no, true. That's kind of how I feel about this. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So that's enough. United. I feel bad for Sancho. I hope there is um an out for him come January. Yeah. I hope somebody buys him. Or, I think he goes abroad. I think he's got to go back abroad, but whether it's Germany or maybe even Italy, you know, it'll probably be alone, unfortunately, for him. But something I hope gives for him where he's just not at United anymore. Yep. All right. So, match week seven is uh, just right around the corner. And by right around the corner, I mean, well, I don't know actually when this is going to get released. It might be Friday. So then it will be right around the corner. But it's currently <laughs> Tuesday. So it's not around the corner for us. Let's. Uh, Let's start off with the Aston Villa Brighton match oh here. Early match, seven thirty. I'm I'm gonna be down at Beer Garden for this one. Um, I've got uh, uh, I gotta come see your boys play. Uh, I'm it's it's gonna be a long day. It's it's Oktoberfest in Albany, so oh, I'm definitely gonna right. get down early to watch this one. Yep. This one I think has draw and a lot of goals written all over it. Uh, two teams that have been scoring at will the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go two, two. Okay. Fair enough. I'll cover Rhett's here. Um, he went Brighton three, one over Villa. Don't know where that's coming from because, oh, it's probably more because the last time I, not the last one, but the previous, the, the two previous ago, I said that Arsenal were going to lose. Oh, it was against Everton. That's right. That They broke the Everton curse, but that's not the point. Uh, I went with a two, one, uh, victory over Brighton. It is home, so we'll see what happens there. Um, Wolves, Man City. I have Wolves zero and Man City three. I'm going four for Man City. I got I got uh, four nil City uh, on that one. I think they all they need is one half. They just got to be a juggernaut for one half, and the game's over. It's, tr- it's at it's at that point, you know. And in Wolves, um, obviously, you no. Know, um, uh, uh, no, no, Belgard, who was playing pretty good for them last couple of weeks, he's out. Um, it's a, it's a one man show up top for them with Pedro Neto. So, I, I, I gotta go four nil. That's fair enough. I agree. Um, Rhett also went with a uh, three nil victory to 
sitting. I did not look at his stuff. I did it beforehand. <laughs> he complained last week that I copied his, his test sheet. So I just want to point that out. I did it before. And I also did not look. I don't look at your scores because I don't want to be influenced. Um, <laughs> next match I have lined up here is Bournemouth Arsenal. I have Bournemouth 1, Arsenal 2. Um, Richard here has Bournemouth nil and Arsenal two. What say you? I've, I've got the same thing. I've got two nil Arsenal. Uh, I, they showed me enough last week where I think they they um, they won't stoop down to Bournemouth's level the yeah. way the way they they have to other teams earlier this year. Um, not quite playing to their max potential. Um, Bournemouth. I, I mean. I got to see them score some goals, man. They got all the 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 right players in the right positions. They just can't buy a goal. Yep. And, you know, That's why I said the way it is. So some of these ideas were mostly because there is a Carabao Cup going on this week. So it's a short week mm-hmm. for some for some teams. And Arsenal uh, didn't get that extra week of rest like the Spurs did or teams who didn't have to go international this week. So yeah. I'm, I'm just curious if um, – there is a little bit of tiredness or just, you know, it is early in the season, so there might not be. And also Rice is dealing with a back injury, and that's why he got taken out in the second half. But They might not um, even need him. They might not even need him. It's, it's very true. I mean, as long as Jorginho holds his S together, they'll be totally fine. Or I don't know what party situation is right now. But either way, you're probably right. It most likely will be an Arsenal win, and all of us agree with that. Uh, Everton, Luton Town. I have a 2-0 victory for Everton over Luton Town. I just don't know how Luton Town scores anything other than PKs this year. And Rhett also has a 2-0 victory for <laughs> Everton too. Um get a get a get good get video of this because uh I'm gonna go 3-0 Everton. I don't blame you if you do, to be honest. I thought I was thinking three nil myself, but I, I was playing a little conservative and went with the, the two nil. I've, really... I've never seen a Premier League team as bad as Luton. Yeah, this is pretty bad. I've never seen one that bad. This this is pretty tough. Um, another team who's been playing pretty tough, uh, pretty bad is Burnley, and they draw uh, Newcastle this week up in St. James Park. Good luck with that. I don't know why I didn't say anything more than a two nil victory, but that's what I went with. 2 0 well, victory. Good, I went with 3 0. <laughs> there you go. And Rhett went with a 2 0 victory as well. I'm, I swear to God, we're not cheating. <laughs> um, next in line, we have West Ham and Sheffield United. Uh, I went with a 2 1 victory uh, for West Ham. Uh, Sheffield United can, I really don't think they're that bad, good, but um, they'll score their goal and be done with it. Uh, I got, I got three nil. I mean, okay. I, 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 it's going to be an 11 nil aggregate last two matches here for Sheffield. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, dude, they, they, they have no offensive firepower. If it's not for Hammer, it's, it's not. Hey, 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 they have Cam Archer. <laughs> mind, mind your peace and keys. Yeah. He did have a couple nice goals, or, or at least one. Yeah. He's had one nice goal. Uh, Rhett has a two nil victory for West Ham. Um, the next match I have lined up is Man United and Crystal Palace, who actually played today in the Carabao Cup uh, at Old Trafford. They get to play Old Trafford again. So Crystal Palace might as well just stay up in Manchester. Uh, I have a 2-1 victory for United. Um, what have you got? 
So, very weakened team Crystal Palace put out today. Um, yes. I'm hoping that Elise is fully healthy. I'm hoping that Eze actually starts. Uh, I'm going to go 1 1 draw. So, that's what Rhett had as well. I'm a bit curious. Is Dean Henderson alone from United? Well, I, I got I got news for you. He's actually probably going to be out. He was injured today in today's game. Dean Henderson. Oh, see, I thought mm-hmm. it was, I thought it was the other way around. I thought Sam Johnston got injured and Dean Henderson. Is that what I said? No, you had said you had said Dean Henderson got injured and. Oh um, yeah yeah yeah. So what what is the case actually? Now you got me checking. Now I'm like, wait a second. Sam Johnston star. Excuse me. Sam Johnston subbed in the 19th minute. Yeah, Dean Henderson got injured. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I misread it when I saw the the swap, but I, yeah, that's 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 actually a bigger, bigger um, issue than I thought it was actually going to be. John Stones. I mean, he's a decent decent goalkeeper. I mean, he's, he's not been there great. starting. He's been their What's, starting goalkeeper. He's not really. He's not really good at one thing. Shot stopping. He's okay. You know, yep. uh, getting the ball out of the out of the back and and passing the ball. He's okay. Yep. You no, know, he's not great at one thing. Dean Henderson, I thought, was a, a more elite shot stopper than, than he was. Maybe not elite, probably the, the wrong term, but um hmm. man, now you got me rethinking my score. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change mine. I'm gonna go two one United. Dang. All right. Um let me change it on here. You might I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm breaking the rules. Oh, jeezy Pete's. How dare you? Nah, I'm not gonna do it right now. Just remind me in a moment. Um all right, Spurs, Liverpool. You go. Tell me what you feel. Uh, I, I really like the way Liverpool's playing right now, and if uh, they they, I don't know how how uh, the injuries are going to be for for Spurs. Liverpool, otherwise, um, pretty healthy team right now. Knock on knock on wood. Um, Trent could possibly be coming back into the lineup. Yeah. Um, Virgil came back last week. Looked very good. Um. Dominic Zabazalai might be the signing of the summer. Uh, no offense to James Madison, uh, but Dominic Zabazalai has been absolutely incredible for Liverpool. Um, every single match, uh, the guy has has not had you know a lot of guys you know do you know sixes and sevens. This guy's doing eight and nines every single week. He's, he's been pretty. Stud. He's been pretty. Um, I agree. So Liverpool have been pretty consistent with the score lines recently. So I'm going to go with the score line that they keep winning with. It's three one. I'm going to go three one. Uh, Liverpool and I would even I would even go as far as saying Mo, Mohamed Salah scores again in this one to stretch that uh, that record he's got. Fair enough. I have Rhett and myself have a two-two draw. Wow. I think both I think both squads are gonna. You know why Rhett wants two-two? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Just sure. so that Liverpool aren't ahead of Arsenal next week. That's funny. Maybe <laughs> it's possible. I I just think Spurs have been have done enough against Arsenal to show that they can keep up for now. And I think that they can keep up with Liverpool because they're not in Anfield right now. So that's where I sit with this. Um, I will add this. Liverpool have never lost at the new Tottenham Stadium. That's funny. (laughs) Never lost, but they can also draw. So there's that. I don't think we've drawn yet. There, I don't know. Right? I don't remember to be honest. But <laughs> let's move it. on to Forest Brentford. Um, Rhett has a two-two draw. I have a two-one victory over Forest, or excuse me, over Brentford. Forest winning two-one. 
I got the same got? score as you do. Same thing. 2-1 two, two, one, one. Uh, force over Brentford. Brentford yeah. is not in good form right now. Nope, I agree. Um, and the final one, well, that's not true. You have Luton Town and Burnley. Um, Rhett and I Rhett and myself have Fulham and Chelsea. Rhett has a 1-0 victory for Fulham. I went nil-nil. I'm going to give Chelsea this one. Uh, I don't think Fulham are, are that I – don't, I don't know how Fulham are really going to be able to get more than one goal if they get one. I don't know how Chelsea are able to I don't score know how at Chelsea all. Can do it either, but the thing is, I think this is a game where Raheem Sterling just takes over, get himself a goal, provide an assist. He's due did, for a game like that. Did you watch the Villa match? That's all he did was just dribble into the box and then nothing. That's all <laughs> no. he does. He fishes for a pen. That's it. I think that's Nick, part of Nicholas Jackson too. Nicholas Jackson doesn't set himself up. But Nicholas right? Jackson isn't there. Oh, you're saying I'm sorry. I last week, last week. cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, you're, no. Last week, I thought that was that was one of the problems for 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 Chelsea. I don't think Nicholas Jackson's a, a good striker at all. I think without him there, it's going to open the, the field up a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I got Chelsea two one. Okay, fair enough. And then uh, what's your Luton Town Burnley score? I got three one. Okay. Burnley. Fair enough. Um, possibly another penalty for Luton. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there was a, a shot that Chris Morris – is that his – the striker? Um, Carlton Morris. Okay, Carl. yes. Um, he had a great strike from 18 yards out, and it hit the crossbar upper 90 region. And, you know, if that was like four inches lower, it, there was a chance it was going to go in. But that's the best – Actually, that's not true. They had one later on, but also Wolves were down to 10 men at that point where um, I have no idea any of these players, to be honest. Sorry, Luton Town. I, <laughs> other than Lockyer, I really don't know anybody else. But um, that had a, a, a pretty decent strike at goal, too. But I just don't – I don't see – I wouldn't personally see Luton Town scoring at all in this match either. But <laughs> I don't have – I'm not writing that one down because I'm going to stick with match week seven. <laughs> this is that's actually a makeup for match week two when yep. Luton Town wasn't able to um, play in their stadium just yet because of renovations. But well, if you hung around this long, you probably should like and subscribe because <laughs> we appreciate you hanging around for this long. Company man, right there. Company uh, man, you know, I tried to do what I can. Um, <laughs> this has been swinging at shins. Uh, this is Aaron and Woodsy. So again, we appreciate you guys hanging around and uh, listening to us and the shenanigans will forever go on. Trust us. <laughs> and if, and if you are down at the uh, at Wolf's beer garden this weekend, it is Oktoberfest. So you'll, you'll likely see both of us there. I know you're going, right? I actually have a wedding to go to. I have a family. Oh wedding. no. Dude. So you know this, I had was invited to three weddings on the same day. Really? Yes, so I'd like to say congratulations to Mike Verkler and Kate. Um, when they get married, unfortunately, I won't be up there. And um, Jess and Jeremy, congratulations. And uh, Casey and Katie, who I'm actually going to go see, uh, congratulations to you guys as well. Three weddings. Yeah, it's crazy. It's unfortunate, too. I wanted to go to Mike and Kate's. Um, they're, they're up, they're they up they in Sacramento. Oh, yeah, so I wouldn't have just it wouldn't have worked out. And the, I would have loved to have seen you seen you go to all three weddings in one day. Oh, my God. I don't know how that would happen. That would have been absolutely <laughs> incredible. 
I would have, I don't know, it just would have been impossible. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like a, that's, please tell me that's like another Vince Vaughn or Adam Sandler movie. Like that. You know, like, there's, you had wedding crashers before, now you got, you know, wedding goer. I don't know what wedding you <laughs> And fight tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. I would love it. You just put like, we'll put a GoPro on you. You just go to every wedding. Oh my God. <laughs> Just, I would have to fly up to Sackett Harbor, fly back, and then yeah, that'd be the you only. Have, you have to get that one out of the way early. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Swing the chins, we love you. Well, guys, that was an episode of Swinging at Shins. We appreciate you for coming out and listening to us. If you guys want to hear or see more, we have links in the description below. We hope to hear from you soon and hear more about what you have to say.